0: The Cellar Dwellers may contain inappropriate content. Alright, who are we kidding? You and I both know these movies are pretty messed up. But isn't that what you're here for anyway, you filthy animals? Join us in the cellar, and enjoy the show. invites you to fasten your seatbelt.
1: You coming? Symphorophilia? Symphorophilia. Symphorophilia. Sim, sim, Symphorophilia. Symphorophilia. Which is a paraphilia involving sexual arousal.
0: Wait, you're saying the movie that we watched is sexual? It's
1: supposed to be. From staging and watching disasters such as traffic collisions or car crash, Crash. (laughs) we're the Cellar Dwellers.
0: Hello, and welcome back. Uh, I'm Colby. I'm Christian. And uh, welcome back to the town of Cronenberg.
1: Yes, we made a uh, long-awaited stop.
0: We've been looking forward to this.
1: We have. Uh, This has been a curiosity of mine for many years, and it's just eclipsed me. And we've already said the name. If you didn't catch it, oh, if yeah, it's it's Crash. It's Crash, uh, 1996. Not, yes, not to be confused with the 2004 uh, Best Picture winning film. What the fuck, man! What the how fuck? D- how did that win Best Picture? Mm, that's so it's just Sandra Bullock for you. That's a yeah, seriously. That's an entire podcast in and of itself. Is how did that win Best Picture? Um, and how did my dad tell me at one point in his life that that was his favorite movie of all time? <laughs> That is also a whole other conversation that needs to be had. And he meant the 2004 one, not the 1996 Uh,
0: one. I would hope he didn't mean the 1996 one. Honestly,
1: <laughs> he would get way more street cred with me if he said the 1996 one. Who if t- this is anybody's yeah. favorite movie, I do want to have a conversation with
0: and, you. And we will get into all of the details. If we seem
1: a little hyped, <laughs> it's because... Uh, yeah, this, we're, we're coming in hot today. We're coming in hot today. This is a very... Uh, we knew nothing about this movie. We knew it was uh, NC-17. We knew it was supposed to be hypersexual, erotic, full of nudity.
0: How was it that our that our previous guest, Charlie Maynard, uh, described it? It's the first Cronenberg movie that tries to be sexy. It's, he, he did say
1: tries. Yes. Because... I would not say this movie is sexy.
0: No, but it is also essentially softcore porn.
1: It is. Uh but I would say In the same way. It is in in we'll get into it. Yes. Okay. Oh of course, of course. This is yes, we we've come in hot. In we have a different come in a way hot, yeah. We do have some gripes. We oh I've got plenty of <laughs> gripes with this movie. got some gripes here. I got plenty of gripes with this movie. Like the way that we're coming in, you may be a little surprised with like the score. I end up giving like it's not low. So just right off the bat, like this is a well-made movie. It's Cronenberg. He knows what he's fucking doing. This film, uh, I really, really did my best. Like with the fly, I came in hot. With I got fun facts. I did love those fun facts. With this, I purposely avoided all of that shit. Uh, because I hadn't seen this. I, I really wanted to go in as blind as possible. And for the most part, I did, and I'm happy. Uh, the one detail that I did end up spoiling for myself uh, played out just as much as I thought it would, and it was it worked and made no sense, just like I thought it would. We'll get into that later. Uh, but yeah, so going into this one is kind of different. Uh, I had seen the brood. I had seen the fly. I hadn't seen this. You hadn't seen this. Nope. Uh, Neither of us are familiar with the source material, J.G. Ballard's 1973 novel of the same name. Uh, J.G. Ballard, if you're unaware, is also responsible for um, the novel that inspired the film High Rise. Is Uh, it a
0: film or a series?
1: uh, It's a series, or a film. Uh, It's a one-off by um, Ben Wheatley. Oh, Ben Wheatley. Yeah. That's why it's like it's well done, yeah. but I, I don't know. That movie just didn't do much for uh, me. It's safe to say, uh, J.G. Ballard's a weirdo. J.G. Ballard is a weirdo, and we pulled up. I uh, purchased this film, as I've mentioned, on the Criterion Edition. You waited for the uh, half off. The sale, Smart. and I bought it. Um, this does firmly fall into a category of, I, I'll get this right off the bat. I'll say this right off the top. This fell into the, could have rented it. category like straight up could have rented it could have rented yeah you know i i I just don't foresee myself slapping this on any fucking time soon and it's not necessarily because of the content it's not (laughs) not really because like the the soft core scenes which are like they're explicit like they just are Mm -hmm. uh there's no dick it's very upsetting. It's
0: one of our it's one of our things.
1: It's one of our gripes. But uh, our our th- uh, theory on the uh, graphic nudity thing uh, can't be proven because uh, it was rated NC seventeen, and that was not mentioned. It said graphic sexuality. If you're unfamiliar
0: with what Christian is talking about, because we haven't talked about this in a few not episodes, in a minute, not since the Green Knight. But we did have uh, a hypothesis, you might say, yes. where we, based on all, all of our many experiences of watching these kinds of movies. Uh, and in the ratings, what the often description says for graphic nudity in our minds, our hypothesis was whenever it says that you either see Dick or Bush. Yes. So far,
1: Dick Cheney or George Bush or jo- George, <laughs> <laughs> you're either, you're getting one or the other. And in this one, we got a whole hell of a lot of George Bush. I almost just made a bad joke. <laughs> Worse than the one I made.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. When you said Dick Cheney and George Bush, I almost said the two towers. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I like it. That's pretty good. I I'm going yeah, to take that know. out. Yeah, you know that. No. <laughs> I'm going to take that out. <laughs> you do you. I, I say leave it in. So, yeah, you either get Dick Cheney or George Bush if someone says graphic nudity. Yeah. And in this instance, it didn't say graphic nudity, but we got plenty of George Bush in this.
0: I don't understand how it didn't say graphic nudity in the description.
1: It says graphic sexuality and violence.
0: I mean, I, violence? I don't really get. Well, I guess if you the talk- Gore-
1: Kind of. It's mostly just prosthetics. I mean, the violence... Okay, so th- to me, violent and violence... Uh, I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but just so you know, I find that word fascinating because it can mean so many things because there's violence yeah. in language. There's violent. It, like, it doesn't just mean hitting or right. something like that. So I find that word fascinating. So it's saying violence. I think it's because of the car crashes. It has to be. And Because, like, the violence is the cars hitting each other because there is blood... I don't even want to call it gore, though. There's not really any gore. No, it's, like it's
0: this is of the of the Cronenberg movies I've seen. This is the least body horror-y. I mean, it's about the body and it's about yeah, everything yeah. that happens with bodies, but
1: this for, feels the most rooted in reality. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which, to a certain extent, to an extent, is yeah. is, is, is wild anyway. Yeah. Um, but it, this this is a, a an interesting movie. I didn't think we would have as much to talk about necessarily. Me neither. With it, but it's also a short movie. Yeah, in was... our minds, it kind of ended immediately, um, but let's get in, let's get into it a little bit because we've been talking uh, broadly for a while, um, but I kind of want to like that ending, man, dude. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will get to it. So, um, if we haven't mentioned it, it's it's starring James Spader and Holly yeah, not, Hunter. Yeah.
1: And, well, let's—Holly Hunter's second build, she's not really in it that much.
0: it's James Spader and Um, Deborah Unger.
1: Deborah Kara Unger, James Spader, and really Elias— Codius. Codius, yeah. It's their—like, it's them three. But it's really James Spader and Elias Codius. Yeah. Or, like, Uh, the main folks of the movie.
0: Pretty much immediately as we started watching this movie, we both— acknowledged this is our first time really watching anything with a younger james spader like yeah, we yeah. really only knew him from like the post 2000 years
1: when he had a beer belly yeah shit. when he's like yeah. a
0: big kind of gross old dude like
1: i definitely knew him before fucking he was on the office like sure. i knew him before that but uh i i just known him as like an older balding man he's Wasn't like he on a tv show
0: I yeah said- bl- black black Blacklist. Blacklist. That's probably all of our. I just saw like every everybody's listeners' parents love the blacklist. That's a fact. Um, But in this movie, he's like young, cool, hot. Like it's it's a very unique portrayal that we hadn't experienced before.
1: Oh, I forgot. Yeah, if we want to follow up on this about six years later, we got to watch the Secretary.
0: Oh, I don't even know what that is.
1: That's him and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Erotic drama. And she's his secretary type situation. I don't like Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, she's not great. She, I just I don't know what it is. I
0: don't think she's a great actor. I don't think she is either.
1: The Jake though. Jake's great. No, Jake's great. Jake's great. I just I, like she hasn't had a role that stands out to me as like good. you're nailing this. It's always like oh this is pretty good for Maggie Gyllenhaal. Sorry, I'm not trying to bag on Maggie Gyllenhaal, but I guess we are. I guess we are, actually. Yeah, let's, not,
0: let's beef with Maggie Gyllenhaal. We haven't yeah, beefed with anybody she's in She's fine. A
1: while. I haven't seen her in much stuff that I have thought she was amazing in. Maybe maybe she's great in The Secretary. I haven't seen it, so I wouldn't know.
0: Let me really quickly read the IMDb, just two sentences, because it is very interesting to hear just a concise I don't, summary. Yeah, I don't know if I, oh, Okay, I got okay, it yeah. right here. After getting into a serious car accident, a TV director, James Spader, discovers an underground sub subculture— That doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> his job does not no. fucking matter irrelevant by the
0: way. irrelevant he discovers an underground subculture of scarred omnisexual car crash victims who use car accidents and and the raw sexual energy they produce to try to rejuvenate his sex life with his wife
1: that, I've got a, I've got a lot of asterisks <laughs> there is,
0: it's got a lot to say there
1: I've got a lot of little dots being like no not not quite please uh. expand. Uh, when was that said in the fucking movie? Right. Specifically the last part, to try to rejuvenate his sex life with his wife. They don't seem to be having a problem. No. They just have an open marriage.
0: It's pretty much... The movie opens with...
1: Her getting boned by someone (laughs) in an airport hangar. She does... Airplane hangar.
0: The first... Literally the first shot that we see is her pulling her boob out, (laughs) putting it on the car. Like, that is... What is like, I don't know what Cronenberg
1: is trying to tell us there. She, but that's what happens. She pulls her boob out in that fashion. She only puts it on a car like one that boob, once, but, but she pulls one this boob is a, out. This is a theme throughout this movie. In that fashion. Yeah, people, people, women in this movie pull out one boob. Often. It, I don't know. It was funny. I don't know. It was making me laugh. It's, it's
0: really funny. <laughs> like,
1: and I know it's not for laughs, it's not meant for laughs. And I don't, okay. This movie did not fully work for me. I need to get that out of the way. Like straight because I was laughing at like the absurdity of We said it's grounded in reality, but like it's not really. <laughs> there are so many sequences where it's just like, there's no What the fuck? How is this happening? It's,
0: it's the weirdness of David Cronenberg yeah. coming through.
1: I said while we were watching this, I was like, this feels like Cronenberg's getting like this is his Lynch movie. It feels like this could take place in the same world as Blue Velvet. It's just very dreamy at times. Surreal. Super surreal. Uh, I also want to say it's beautifully shot and lit a yeah. lot of the time. Like, um, it looks awesome. Um, there's some, uh, there's a scene uh, where they're about to go through a car wash, and the convertible that they're in is, they're, like, closing the top. And the way that it's stylized, like it's just so cool seeing that car like slowly like build itself. The cars are shot very. You might uh, say that. uh, uh,
0: Yeah, the the director is more interested in the cars than the the machinery. Yes, and they are lovingly shot throughout the movie. It is uh, really weird, and I'm not a car guy, so it doesn't do anything for me.
1: No, this made us both believe that. Uh, I mean, if Cronenberg's not a car guy, then he just can get into the mindset of it really well. But I feel like he's got a little thing for cars. He's rich. After (laughs) what? Fucking fair. Makes sense. He's a rich Canadian. He's into cars. (laughs) Gotta be. Canadians love cars, right? That's gotta be a thing, I think. Uh,
0: If you're Canadian, reach out to us.
1: (laughs) I'm technically Canadian.
0: Are you into cars? No, not at all. Dude, you're such a car guy.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a disgraceful Canadian and even worse Puerto Rican.
0: If, if you're Canadian and you're a listener, uh, email us at sellerdwellerspod at gmail.com. And My we'll, mother's
1: Canadian. We'll
0: give you a shout-out. Yeah, we will.
1: hey! I'll give you a big shout-out yep. on air. Absolutely. So, to go into the plot of this, there isn't one. Uh, let's get that out of the way. Let's get that out of the way. We uh, thought you can would argue be. that there is, but there... To, no, there isn't. It's It's James Spader gets into a car crash while in an open relationship with his wife. This is the setup. James Spader is fucking his, his DP, his camera girl, his cinematographer. Again, uh, this is all an open it's relationship. It's fine. Dude, this Nobody's isn't cheating. Peeing. They're talking about it, getting turned on, and then banging each other. You might say it's actually a very healthy. It seems the communication within the relationship is very healthy. This might be the healthiest sexual movie that this we've watched. This also might be... Like, this genuinely... From a this, communication standpoint, from not from a, from communic- a safety <laughs>
0: standpoint. This is very unsafe. Don't ever do
1: this. 100%. This is also not... This is... This might be the least uncomfortable I've felt during a Cronenberg movie. True, which I, is bizarre. I was not. I was expecting it to be like I'm watching a porno with my friend. This is going to be weird. True. I, I felt fine. Like
0: it's because of the laughs. I think it was because of the it's laughs. It's Because it just gets so over the
1: top. And time. it was just so not sexy to yeah, me. Like no. neither of us. I made the joke to him to Colby while we were watching, being like, I was going to call a boner check, but like, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing in here worthy of a boner unless I learned. That you have, what what some for, for yeah. Some forophilia. Hey man. Some for for. You
0: didn't do a boner check, so you don't get, you don't get to know.
1: I don't get to know, but I <laughs> don't made get the I made the very bold decision to wear gym shorts while we watched this movie.
0: Yeah, that is a, a <laughs>
1: risky move. <laughs> Gotta say, I passed the test.
0: Yeah, you passed it uh, with flying colors. Once you saw the boob get pulled out in the first shot, and just within the placed, first- placed gently on a car hood.
1: Yep. And then mm-hmm. she does have sex. I'm I'm miming that right now. Colby's up. boner check. Oh no. Oh, Colby failed. Oh no. So, yeah, it opens that way you kind of then that's the movie. Honestly, that scene. If you're not, if you're like, oh, I don't want to watch a lot of this. Well, <laughs> stop sorry. watching the yeah, movie. Don't
0: don't watch this movie because it is a perfect introduction to what the, the yes, movie is.
1: The 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 act of putting a uh, nipple on a hood of a car is kind of what the movie is.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's the thesis, you might say. It's the
1: thesis. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact quote, because there is a line in the movie uh, that is said twice, verbatim, um, that I feel is actually, like, the thesis of the movie. Uh, I feel like it really—the joke that I made is when that was said, Cronenberg
0: came. Yeah, uh,
1: I got the line. Oh, you got it. Okay.
0: Uh, reshaping the human body with modern technology.
1: I've never heard anything more crazy. And that
0: is, yeah, every one of his movies.
1: And that is like this fucking movie is now like reshaping the human body via modern technology.
0: aka A car crash. In a his car mind. crash
1: in his mind or at least in these characters' minds. But it's it's, in this world, it's reshaping sexuality via modern technology which I think plays very much into where we're at today with like VR and all this crazy shit. So this is like he was, I, he was a pioneer. I see. I see the commentary that is made with uh, fetishes and desensit- uh, desensitization, stuff like that. Like I see the overall potential message that's there. Nothing's super overt, and there's no growth in any character nor any background. So, we literally just enter this by meeting James Spader, fucking his camera girl, his Wait, wife's fucking someone else.
0: His, the introduction of James Spader is him eating ass. Like, straight up like eating ass. Like, the first image that we see of his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's him just, coming up from an I, I, ass. I had to point that out.
1: That's true. And then, then him and his wife get together, and they talk about what just happened, and then they bang, and then he gets in a car crash, and then holly hunter pulls out one boob
0: because she's in the car because she she's in, in the car
1: that crashed into him and propelled a man through his windshield that, dead that was shocking. that was a startling scene. like that came out of nowhere uh and then it cuts to her and she pulls out one boob
0: again i told you it's it's a it's a thing man it happens <laughs> throughout the movie i don't know why we don't we don't only get one boob we get two boobs from time to time sure but it's just a weird choice Holly Hunter. But later, it's how Holly Hunter's introduced.
1: Rose, while we never see her wearing it with her boob exposed... Rosanna Arquette is wearing that like armor thing that has a hole cut out for her boob for no
0: reason. It's not real armor. It's like a full body. brace.
1: It's cast brace. Yeah, we called it armor because it's
0: so much. She's wearing so much. It does look like Star Wars like battle armor. Straight up,
1: looks like stormtrooper armor. It's (laughs) insane, dude.
0: Pretty cool. We we, we talked about cosplaying as her.
1: I was gonna be her, and you were gonna be Holly Hunter. Hunter. We both just have one boob popping out though, because they're both into that. So from that from that car crash, then it's just like, oh, James Spader's now into car crashes.
0: And then they cr- create this community of people who are also into car crashes yeah. and they're
1: all fucking together. He gets it's, a handy in the ho- in the hospital kind of
0: There's a there's lot a, I mean, we can't go Sex by sex in this movie because there's that would so be like kill by kill in a <laughs> yeah, slasher. Like, like, literally, It'd be like, yeah. There's so it's so often and with so many different combinations of people true. of the characters, which because is it's open really relationship. Yeah, it's, and like the like the IMDb thing said, it's omnisexual. Yeah, everybody's doing it.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, everybody's banging each other. Uh There is uh man on man. There is lady on lady. But uh, none of that But again, like n- the only explicit scenes really are between him and his wife.
0: That's true. That's the most basic vanilla sex scenes is between him the and The most wife.
1: explicit scenes are the most vanilla sex scene, six scenes. <laughs> sex scenes and uh they're between the married couple. Yep. Like the other ones, yeah, you see some nudity during them, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's explicit. With theirs, it's like these two naked people are on each other This is right when now. we
0: we had the discussion while we were watching. How That's acting. How uncomfortable it must be to to literally film and act in scenes like this because you are literally rubbing
1: junk together.
0: Like you can't fake stuff like this. These at all. Look, I would just assume like they were having sex if we didn't know any better. And like
1: where, have you seen the movie? Don't look now the Donald Sutherland horror flick. No, but I know about it. So that has an infamous sex scene in it. uh, Because uh, I believe it's Julie Christie is the actress It's long rumored that they actually had sex for that scene, and it actually led to uh, her divorce because her husband saw the movie and was like, there's no way you guys were not actually having sex. Like, (laughs) what the fuck is this? Yeah,
0: how can you hide that?
1: Yeah, like that, That honestly, that scene is more explicit than anything in Crash. Interesting. And that's an R-rated movie. Yeah. Like Crash really didn't live up to my explicit expectations. No, I gotta be honest. We built it up too much in our heads. Yes, yeah. I really sure. thought this was like this. If anything, it is the softest of softcore. Like it is not. It is not that explicit. It's mostly in my just, like
0: a bunch of softcore scenes with then just like really kind of over the top weird. It's more car weird Crash concepts. Yeah. It's more
1: weird concepts. Weird dialogue. Like just strange things are said. There is one scene that I've laughed about throughout the whole movie. Where uh, Holly Hunter is banging James Spader in the car. By the way, I need to get something okay, out of the yeah, way. Okay, yeah, let's let's. I need confront- to clear something up. this. Uh, <laughs> I need to clear it's, something this up. This is important. I need to. I need to. Uh, I need to come clean and admit.
0: You can say I, it. It's fine. That it's I was fine.
1: wrong about something. Something was proven. So if you guys uh, can hearken back to our. The Loved Ones, I believe, episode. Wow, that was like episode six, early. seven. Very yeah, early. that was we very st- early. You
0: started this, this battle early. I started
1: this battle early of choosing a hill to die on that started strong and this movie obliterated it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> from The Loved Ones, I took the stance that Car sex is physically impossible, and you cannot have sex in a car.
0: Again. Why I took this stance. We gave scientific evidence many times, but he was firm.
1: I was adamant, making very solid, sound arguments with plenty of evidence of my own. I do my own research.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's important. We want you to do your own research (laughs) in all facets of life.
1: In all facets of life, but specifically into car sex. Well, I've done further research by watching Crash, and I've got to report to you good people and let you know that per this documentary that we just watched, I do now believe that car sex is not only possible, but the preferred method of sex.
0: (laughs) It's the only way. It's apparently (laughs) the only
1: way of sex.
0: Okay. Car sex is good. I didn't say that. Car crash sex, bad. You have to find the Oh, I thought line you were going to say better. No. <laughs> see, that's. We got to fu- draw the but line. But see now, see, now. No, I'm blurred, man. The, I'm the like a 12 year old <laughs> who just
1: saw hardcore porn. The wire's That's are my crossed. first introduction.
0: Dude, this, is, this is bad. This is really nah, bad. man.
1: Now it's the only way. It's the only way. Yeah. So I had to get that out of the way.
0: We're going to have to de brainwash you after this. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. uh... I almost said Meg Ryan. So Holly Hunter is banging James Spader in the car. Uh this is not a super explicit scene. It's just what it is. And she says, Did you come? And he go like it's not there's not a pause. There's okay. She goes, Did you come? And he goes, I'm all right. In that tone,
0: in that exact tone. (laughs) I'm all right. And then when she gets
1: off of him, he just has like no expression on his face. He's a complete sociopath.
0: "Hmm." Also, we should say, they're fucking in a parking lot where people are walking around behind them.
1: Like an office parking deck. It's normal. It's like a
0: crowded parking parking deck. And it's That's where most
1: of the sex in this movie takes place. But again, that's not the explicit stuff. The explicit stuff is at home while he's talking to his wife about a car crash. Or she's talking to him about fucking a Okay, she's not talking to him about her fucking a dude. She's talking to him about him fucking a dude.
0: While he's fucking her. And
1: her. asking her to explain it to her, but he doesn't say a word, and she just ends up explaining it all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're listening and you even understood any of that... <laughs>
1: God bless you. Kudos to you. Because, Dog bless you.
0: Because we just watched that movie, and I can't even quite make sense of what you just said.
1: I'm very glad that I did pull up the quotes, though, because there was one quote that I Oh, heard. give me some more, please. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot Vaughn, Vaughn is... Uh, Elias. Elias, Covias. yeah. Uh, his character, he's honestly uh, the most interesting character in he the movie to me. He is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, Let's
0: talk about him for just a quick second as we're getting he's into those quotes. He's been
1: in this world, it seems. Uh, he's covered in scars. He runs this... What is what this like underground car crash society so where they recreate famous car deaths? They're like famous car crash reenactments
0: that he does with like these stunt drivers. Yeah, And he the scene of that introduction is so interesting because mm. it's the way that it's shot with him speaking. Uh, essentially, it starts with him humping a car and then it reveals that he's speaking <laughs> to a, lot of ca- a There is
1: car humping, but no car fucking. No, Nobody fucks a car no. in this.
0: And I did expect that at some point. But yeah. it's fine. I'll forgive Cronenberg there. Um, and then Vaughn continues speaking, and we realize he's speaking to a mic, and then he's speaking to a whole audience, and mm-hmm. it's a really cool reveal. And then we slowly, slowly see that it's a <laughs> like they're reenacting the car crash of James Dean. Yeah. And uh, that's kind but of. But it's
1: all a performance. Yeah. Like they're all trained in this. But.
0: Spader and Holly Hunter are in the audience yeah. watching.
1: And Holly Hunter brought Spader, and then we slowly find out, like, oh, Holly Hunter. Like, that crash that Spader got into was purposeful. uh, Not on Spader's end, but Holly... The, whoever was driving the car and died, like, she was a part of the... It was to get off. Like, yes. the, they were doing that to get off. uh, And it, the, it seems in this society, this community, that is how you... That's how... That's the inevitable end, is you're going to die. That's and what they And honestly, want. that's kind of how it is said at the end of the movie, where he just keeps being like, next time or something like that to her. Because he asks... Just, it's not a spoiler, because nothing really fucking happens. This is about car crashes and fucking. Yeah. Uh, so, he makes his wife get into a car crash, and then they fuck. And <laughs> She's alive. She's alive. And Thankfully. She's, like... Oh, my God. That scene made me laugh, because he's like, are you okay? It's like, dude, she crawled out of the car and pulled her skirt up. Like, she's fine. She's waiting for you. Like, she's all right. We get it. But he kept asking, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Honestly? Good. Good for him. Yes, of course. Of course. He was... Again, the communication between the on relationship, really, really and really that's good. why the IMDb thing doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't seem like they're trying to revitalize anything. It seems like they have very good communication. Yes, it's a like, good, it's good sex life for I didn't, them. I didn't get that their relationship was on the rocks at all. Not no, once during this. You're doing great. Uh, yeah, they, they seem fine. So he kept asking her, like, "Are you okay?" And she kept saying yes, but it kind of seemed like disappointed. And he just kept saying, like, "Next time," like, "Next time." And I'm getting the implication that that is because she wants scars or like to have a permanent
0: because everybody has scars yeah all of the characters that are in this group Elias Codius has they're up them on his face
1: James Spader has them on his chest and leg now because of his crash but she doesn't have any
0: that's true it has to be that then. I think that that's what they were sense. talking about yeah
1: and then eventually because uh spoiler alert Vaughn Elias's character dies yeah doing I mean, essentially off screen off screen I mean
0: I mean it, we don't see it but it's yeah. Never addressed.
1: It's, never, it's never really addressed other than other characters go to his car to have sex in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, that's a real sentence that you just said. Yeah, and Vaughn, the guy who died, like, I know that he's happy about dying that way uh, in a car crash. And would because, love to
0: have people having sex in his car after he dies. Absolutely,
1: because a quote from him in the film is, the car crash is a fertilizing rather than a destructive event. God,
0: that's, I mean, that's exactly what his character believes.
1: He was the horniest out of them. Yeah. all. Yeah, he was absolutely the horniest character. He wanted to have
0: sex with every single person,
1: and he did. By he all truly accounts, did yeah. yeah. He's the one him and him and James Spader bang uh, in a uh, not a graphic scene. They they make out, and it's implied that they have sex.
0: All the making out in this movie is gross. It's, it's really like, wet. It's like it's wet. There's a lot of like. There's some cum. That's true. You thank you for just throwing that out there. You just, you really been holding that one in for There's a while some I come.
1: Uh, we don't know whose. It's either lady or man. It's it's unclear. It's That's sticky. True. And it's on her hand. I don't know. I don't know. Her? It's, who's her? James Bader's wife. It's an unanswerable who's question Who's him? There. Vaughn. Yeah. In the back of the car during the car wash? Because in the 90s, car washes took an hour and a half.
0: It, uh, long enough to have sex
1: in. Apparently. The, uh tattoo scene because they get tattooed and then keep licking the fresh tattoos. That was honestly one of the most fucked up parts of the whole movie to me is someone licking a fresh tattoo. As
0: somebody who literally just got a tattoo. Your first tattoo. Last you week. Would, that was,
1: you would want nothing to do with
0: that. No. Uh, also, if, you want, if you're curious about my tattoo, it's pretty cool. It's check, actually
1: check, fucking great. Check the colors on it are phenomenal. I
0: love it. It's really cool. But I experienced how gross a fresh tattoo can be and – uh, James Spader and it gets goopy uh, Elias Kodias when they're when they're hooking up it's it begins with them licking each other's fresh tattoos on their chests yeah. it is
1: disgusting I think Spader was Spader's was on his chest It's right. it's yeah. shocking like it's, they also are two tattoos that don't look finished
0: yeah I don't I have questions about the the tattoo. A lot of questions. Like, there's a lot of unanswerable questions in this movie. And Cronenberg just doesn't care about answering a lot of them. And that's fine. Here's
1: another quote from Vaughn before I forget. Uh, uh, This is credited to him talking to, quote, airport hooker. That's how I guess she is credited uh, in the film. Uh, He says, spit your gum out. I don't want you blowing it up my urethra. Well, that's that's what we're dealing. What with was he here.
0: planning? Like what? What was what did he expect? You know
1: I don't know, man. I. Uh, uh, well, that line implies that he was expecting a blow john. That's what I'm gonna call them from now on. Blow <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a blow john. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm into that. But then cut to what he's paying her sixty dollars for, and it's just finger blasting. He's just he's finger blasting her. In yeah.
0: This conversation is ridiculous.
1: Dude, this movie's this ridiculous. Movie is so ridiculous. What are we supposed to talk about? Yeah, it's It's finger blasting, banging in car crashes. <laughs> it's, that's 100% it. A lot more finger blasting than I was anticipating. Honestly.
0: Too much, honestly. A
1: lot of finger blasting in this. And again, none of this is like, like super explicit. It's not, it's like hand under pants like you're not seeing the actual acts of anything.
0: You do see a lot of bush though again. You do
1: see a lot of fi- full frontal female nudity which is irritating that there's not one dick shot. That's what we're saying. Like you really you, gotta keep you it couldn't equal. level it like not one dick shot like seriously. You even made it a point to mention that Vaughn's dick might be mangled and weird looking. And then you're not going to show a mangled weird looking dick. You can't tease us like that David Cronenberg. How dare you, honestly. He does go on Okay, we're gonna be covering actually the next two films of his that we are covering prominently feature Dick. So, so if that gives you any hints at what is, we're covering next, that's your clue. We'll <laughs> announce the next one at at, yeah, at some point. Uh, yeah, man, like this movie's all over the place because we there's no plot no. again, so These we're kind of just, just jumping scenes. scene to scene. Yeah. Uh, I do want to read though because uh, my boy Roger Ebert, I feel fucking nailed it. And when I read it to you, you seem to uh, more or less agree. Uh, Roger Ebert gave this film a three and a half out of four in 1997. He's a car when guy. His review came out. So this released in, at Cannes Film Festival in '96, and I guess in theaters or theatrically '97. Uh, yeah, Ebert's a car guy. Uh, so let me see. All right, it's about three paragraphs, but I feel like it's worth it. So yes. let me let me go into it. <clears throat> if you can imagine the state of mind. I'm about to describe, you will understand David Cronenberg's Crash. It is that trance-like state when you are drawn to something you should not do and have passed through the stages of common sense and inhibition and arrived at critical velocity. You're going to do it. Such a trance or compulsion is often associated with sex and is also experienced by shoplifters, gamblers, drug users, stuntmen, and others mesmerized by pleasure through risk. All of the key characters in Crash live in such a trance. They are hopelessly fascinated by a connection between eroticism and automobile accidents. Now, of course, there is no connection between eroticism and automobile accidents. Show me a man who can become aroused while aiming into, something on, aiming into the oncoming lane at 60 miles an hour, and I will show you a man whose mind is not on the road. Crash is about characters entranced in a sexual fetish that, in fact, no one has. Cronenberg has made a movie that is pornographic in form, but not in result. Take out the cars, the scars, the crutches, and scabs, and wounds, and substitute the usual props of sex films, and you'd have a porno movie. But Crash is anything but pornographic. It's about the human mind, about the way we grow enslaved by the particular things that turn us on and forgive ourselves our trespasses. So that's Crash. Yeah. like <laughs> Specifically, like the line, Cronenberg has made a movie that is pornographic in form but not in result, yeah. I think nails it.
0: That is so... On point. Because he's
1: right. Take out, like, the weird shit and just leave the sex. It's a soft core porn. Yeah, that's all it is. But add all that other shit, you're like, what is this? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. What is this? This has nothing to do with sex at the end of the day. It has to do with the human condition. Like, what are you looking for? Like, to me, it's like, what are these characters wanting out of this? Yeah, it's it's a... I mean, it seems like death is the ultimate. Because it doesn't even seem like, like climax is the point. Like, it doesn't seem like... No sexual satisfaction did you not, is the did point. You not here He's all right. <laughs> did you come? I'm all right. Yeah, uh, it, he's th- fine. Not coming. It's see, it's all about the the rush. It's all. It, the this risk. is a high. That's what the it's risk. All about. It's yeah. a high, and I feel like Ebert specifically mentioning shoplifters, gamblers, drug users, stuntmen. It's literally like he said, mesmerized by the pleasure through risk.
0: And what's interesting about uh, remember when Charlie on the Fly episode was talking about. Um, how in Cronenberg movies it seems like these characters, when they either change or some realize something about themselves, they're not like weirded out by it. They mm. tend to lean into it, lean yeah, into yeah. it, embrace it. Realize- this is the definition exactly. Of that. Yeah, like yeah. he, it was it was right in the fly, but it's even more of a true statement in a movie like this.
1: Well, this this takes out. There's zero inhibitions. In
0: they don't, they, they don't, they don't guess themselves. They don't pause
1: for one no. second. Not a single character in this pauses to be like, is this cool? It's like, it's all full steam ahead yeah. and everyone's about it. Yeah. It's, Which makes it bizarre. Cause that to me makes it less uncomfortable. Cause it's like literally everyone's into this. That's a, like going on. No one's cheating on each other. No one's lying. Everyone's very upfront about what's going on, and everyone's into it. and Everybody's nobody literally into it. Not a single character second-guessed it. Not even the wife. No. She, the second she heard about it, she was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll try I this. Mean, I'm, I'm that. in. Sure. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. It's very open-minded. She looks a lot like Rosamund Pike. I couldn't place it until this yeah. moment. Specifically, this photo on Letterboxd. That looks yeah. like Roseman Pike in Gone Girl. It's
0: Rosamund Pike, but with a longer face.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, we won't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, there is a scene around the middle I think that really made me laugh and I think it intentionally yeah I think this is one of the few scenes that was like ha- had to be comedic uh, it's when they're watching their porn
1: oh right 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 and right. it's
0: literally just vid- like VHS tapes like of, somebody
1: analyzing a car crash of
0: car crashes not yeah. with real people with like dummies yeah yeah and at one point and they're all sitting on the couch the, crash the entire names. group and the great band
1: ooh <laughs> I can't go that low man mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, yeah yeah it's
0: Good one, shit. One hit like, wonders, yeah, um, and they're all sitting on in this living room watching these videos. They're all like horny, and at some point the VHS, the VHS player, or does it pause or it just breaks? It just, well, it stops. Yeah, yeah, it just, yeah, it just it, stops. It, it goes on the Fritz and stops working, and everybody starts freaking out because they all have. Blue everybody balls. just goes like, <gasps> like, like audible <laughs> gas of like, I was so close. Like, and then the next two minutes are them trying to figure out how to get it going
1: again. Yeah, it's Holly Hunter just being like, "I, I know this video. I know they do it again in slow mo. Like, why did it stop? It doesn't end here." Holly Hunter is so she's horny during yeah. this
0: scene, and it's so funny. It's and then funny. Eventually, it starts going again, and then they all start uh, giving, each, each, giving other. each other's handies over the clothes handies. Yeah, and so it's like a really huge that has to be on purpose, right? Like that's yeah. a funny scene.
1: I think. I mean, I don't fucking know, man. This this tonally it's bizarre it's very bizarre i don't i don't fully get it this movie is not this was this is not a cronenberg i'm not the audience for this we're not i don't know i don't know that's why this movie movie really if it's not for us exactly like i'm i'm confused because it's not really thrilling and the uncomfortable parts are the thrilling parts and that's like the traffic car like dangerous car shit but like, it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't go anywhere and there's no stakes we don't know these fucking characters we don't get backstory and we don't get resolution we don't know anything about their relationship we don't know if they even vaguely knew these people prior. like we know nothing it's just car crashes and sex
0: that's <laughs> exclusively what this movie is and about and
1: like you can read into the human condition with that you can read into fetishization and like the cultural kink, kink stuff, like yeah. and the acceptance of thi- whatever you want to read into it you can put that lens over over this, But at the end of the day, it's people fucking, people doing handers, and the car crashes. <laughs>
0: a lot of handers in this movie.
1: No blowjohns.
0: That's true.
1: Not a single blowjohn. That John.
0: is an yep. interesting point. I didn't think about that.
1: There's ass eating at the very beginning, <laughs> but <laughs> not a single blowjohn. not a single
0: blowjohn. Yeah. A lot of handers. I mean...
1: This movie taught me a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've learned a lot about this movie. Learned a lot from Crash. Um, there's the only scene that I think is even reminiscent to like other movies of his, and and specifically, I, I'm thinking like Videodrome. Oh, okay. Of like the scene that you. Told well, then me I've got another one. The to- the scene you told me early on, you're like, I'm not gonna spoil this for you, but you're gonna know when it's gonna happen. And he
1: fucks someone's scar. It's the scar fucking. Which scene. doesn't make any sense.
0: And it, but that seems like a Videodrome scene 100%, of just like yeah. weird body stuff. We don't see anything, of course, but he does. Lick the scar beforehand.
1: To yep, it's foreplay. Mm-hmm. You know uh, the other movie in Cronenberg's uh, filmography that just because of the uh, matter of factness of the kink in fetish, um, a dangerous method.
0: See, I haven't, I haven't, actually, I haven't okay. actually seen that one yet.
1: Uh, spoiler: We're not going to be covering that movie. So, to give you a little bit, yeah. uh, well, you already know what it's about, but for the audience, it's. Uh, his docudrama about, not docudrama, it's his uh, period drama about uh, Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung, and uh, Freud is Viggo Mortensen, Jung is... Uh, Fassbender. Fassbender. and their mutual patient is Kira Knightley, and she has uh, sexual perversions that Jung is studying, exploiting, uh, and those scenes... Uh, f- Felt very similar to this. They're nowhere near as like explicit. Sure. Like, there's not. I don't recall. I don't know if there's nudity in a Dangerous Method. I don't remember. I imagine there would be. I imagine there would be at least it's toplessness. There's bigos in it. Uh, I don't recall there being dick, but it's also a Freud movie, so there's got to be dick, right? Yeah, I don't know. I got to rewatch that. I've only seen it once. Maybe we'll so. do a bonus episode. Maybe we'll do a bonus on his. Arguably, most boring movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's most just, just just dry to find out if there's drama. Dick in it. Yeah, just, just to see. if We could Google it, but no, we're no. gonna watch it. <laughs> uh, I own it, so we could watch it. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you own this. Oh my dude, god, dude! I think I own. Uh, no, I don't own every Cronenberg. I own a lot of Cronenberg, though. Um, most of the collection, I imagine. A good, a good chunk. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this felt very much video. The scars in this look like straight out of Videodrome.
0: And I definitely expected the. The prosthetics, the the scarring stuff, to take a, get, a, an extra turn. I th- thought it, it would get worse, but it never really yeah. does. Again, there's no development, like you said. I
1: literally, I literally was like, "Oh, there was that one scene," and I got to be honest with you, that wasn't in this movie. That was a dude that I worked with at the show last night showing me a picture of his head opened after an accident.
0: <laughs> what? Yeah, and I was like, what? I just associated
1: <laughs> it with this movie because usually Cronenberg would have a scene gross like that, True. but no. A dude like, showed me a picture of his head split open last night. I can't believe
0: you just got <laughs> real life mixed up with
1: whoops uh, with the film Crash. <laughs> well, her <laughs> scar, her scar on her leg looks like a gash.
0: Yeah, this scarring is is gnarly. The scar
1: on her leg is like the coolest looking prosthetic because yeah. it just looks nasty. Yeah, uh, I mean, what's uh, Vaughn's uh, scars on his chest and shit look cool? I, mean, I think he's missing a nipple.
0: The scarring like went over his nipple. Ay, wow, yeah. I didn't even catch that.
1: It's like the first thing I noticed, dude. I was like, that dude's got one nipple. <laughs> Your eyes go straight to the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> straight to the nipple. Uh, yeah, I think he only had one nipple. Uh, really, I don't know what else to mention because there's no turning point. It starts with sex. <laughs> starts with boob on car. <laughs> starts with boob on car. There was no, no tip milk. We... We...
0: Thought we, there would be. We
1: thought this could have gone a million places that it didn't go. In genuinely There's no goo. I'm not gonna say I'm disappointed. Like I'm not no. disappointed in this movie. It 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 earned its NC seventeen for the time. Honestly, I think this would have gotten an R by today's standards. For sure, I do not think this is an NC seventeen worthy movie in twenty twenty one. Personally, but,
0: but we talked about this a little bit while we were watching. But there's not really NC seventeen movies anymore at no, they, all. I, they I just feel do like they, yeah,
1: they just get released unrated. Uh, I brought up Hatchet two as an example of that would have gotten an NC seventeen, but then they just released it unrated. Because yeah. why would you want the kiss of death of not being able to be distributed in w- theaters and
0: Walmart? Have you ever seen an NC seventeen movie in theaters? Like at Plaza or oh, yeah. Midtown Arts, I was trying to think of that uh, earlier while we were watching. I that. don't think so. I don't so. know if I have.
1: And I've only at, like officially NC17 movies. Like I only think of seen, like a handful because again, there's not a ton. We should
0: say our last episode is a <laughs> our mysterious skin episode. Another is, yeah, NC-17 so that's movie.
1: two NC17 in a row. Uh, but Man, I want to watch it. Happiness movie. was NC17. That's true. Uh, but the then only... again, released unrated later.
0: Are those the only three that we've watched for the podcast that are NC17?
1: I think I mean visitor Q would most of them
0: are unrated. Most of them are like, that, like
1: the ones that would have gotten it, like uh, the version of the house that Jack built that we watched uh, is unrated because it got an NC-17. Right. Uh, visitor Q is unrated, uh, so like a lot of that stuff would qualify. But officially, um, I think this is our third. Yeah. Which is crazy that there's only three out of everything that we've done because
0: most of the, most of the movies are like. Let's just go unrate it. Let's exactly. just get yeah. out of there. Let's not even bother with it. Yeah. And because
1: they, they use it as marketing. And in 2021, does anybody give a shit about ratings? Because, like, everything's so available online. I made a joke about being. What we, uh Oh, fuck. What was the name of the porno that was in his car? I wrote that down. A fistful of bimbos. <laughs> it's Iconic. not even clever. It's Iconic. not even clever. Uh, so he's got. I couldn't even tell if it was a magazine or a VHS. I think
0: it was a magazine. Okay.
1: Because it, it was oddly shaped. Yeah. Um, I made a joke about it was like, oh, he's got his porno in his car. But then it makes me think. It's like, oh, well, that's the 90s. What did he do? Have it on his iPhone? Yeah, they didn't have that shit. No. And just the, the... Honestly, this movie just made me think of today more and being like, wow. Like, not only is this movie not that insane by today's standards, but like... What they're doing, honestly, would probably be more celebrated. Because if somebody was like, that was weird, that person would get told to shut the fuck up and let those people live their lives because they're in a consenting relationship having car crashes. The only thing would be when you bring it into public and start crashing into innocent people's cars. Which they do. Which they do. (laughs) So that's where it gets a little squirrely. Vaughn
0: is investigated for a murder when he might have run over a pedestrian on purpose, potentially. Allegedly, I should say.
1: But like this movie, in comparison to... I don't know, what fucking people are watching on the internet every day. I mean, this is... This is tame as fuck.
0: It weirdly predates all the, like, sexual deviant stuff that comes out of the internet.
1: This almost seems quaint. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you thought this was explicit? Like, watching this, I'm like, oh, this was, like, the crazy, dirty movie? Go to E-bombs world when we were in middle school. Newgrounds. Like, all that shit, man. And, like, the thing that I kept from you that I thought was really funny about this was when it aired, or aired, premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, Uh, it was awarded a special jury prize, which is apparently, quote, a unique award that is distinct from the jury prize, as it is not given annually, and only at the request of the jury by unanimous consent. So that year, when the jury president, Francis Ford Coppola, announced... uh the award for originality, for daring, and for audacity, he stated that it had been a controversial choice, because Crash won it. He stated that it had been a controversial choice in that certain jury members did abstain very passionately. (laughs) And him saying that, everyone has been like, oh, that was you. You didn't like this movie. Because he has gone on record being like that. I was not a fan. Wow. Of Crash. Francis Ford Coppola was like, I don't think this should have gotten this award, but I have to present it to it. That's very funny. Yeah, so he didn't like Crash.
0: I uh, I mean, I, I can't blame him necessarily. Honestly, I can
1: I totally can understand why some people would love this movie and just think it's a weirdo, bizarre, fucking little relic. But I also understand why people would hate it.
0: I, I can't think of anybody... But
1: as we said, I can't think of an audience.
0: True. Like, I... I if somebody is a Cronenberg fan, I can't think of anybody that would say that this is their favorite Cronenberg movie. That would, would it, be it surprised. Would, it, it would make no sense unless you're into this specific fetish, which is Symphorophilia. I'm glad and we're not
1: going to shame you because it's better than the blackout experience. Unless
0: you get behind me driving in Atlanta and you're— Oh, r- Kobe will dr- kick your r- fucking ass. You're driving crazy <laughs> yeah. behind me. Oh, that'll stress me out. I'll get real anxious, and I will not like that, and I will then I will kink shame you.
1: This was nominated for Best Picture at the Academy of the Canadian Cinema and Television awards god the
0: canadians are so so many freaks you know like up there
1: they're they're called the genies the genie awards that's what they get so like the oscars has Uh, or the academy awards has the oscars this was
0: nominated for the canadian oscars oscars yeah
1: for best picture did it win no no no
0: no cowards uh
1: it let me see it it got nominated for a lot of stuff it won that special thing uh but it doesn't seem because they
0: had to invent a, an award for a movie like this <laughs> yeah. literally uh
1: i mean fucking von trier got they have like a humanitarian award that they give out and they he won it for antichrist but they it was the anti-humanitarian they like made up one Whoa. and it was like this is the opposite of what we give so here dude that's actually for hilarious yeah. and then wow. the next year he came back from melancholia and made that hitler joke and yeah
0: and, and then what everything happened yeah you then, know?
1: all von trier you make one hitler joke and <laughs> what's her name Shobin uh or you know you know her fucking name the woman she's in the house that jack built uh and you <sighs> mentioned her she worked with uh she's a Men in black she is uh edgar your skin's hanging off your bones oh i don't i don't remember her name <laughs> uh you were able to pronounce it the last time though and I wasn't able to. Oh, Siobhan Fallon Hogan. Thank you. It's it's spelled in the way that hurts my brain. Irish. I'm Irish. I know. I, I, know. I, can I can't read, do I it. can read Irish. So she just wrote an essay about Von Trier recently because oh. she was also in Dancer in the Dark in Dogville. So she's worked with him three times. And it was super interesting because she didn't, she just kept talking about how amazing it is to work with him. This came out like last week. And it's like, you didn't. You were talking about Dancer in the Dark and didn't once mention Bjork and how horrible of an experience she claims to have had with Von Trier. Not once did she bring it up. It was very bizarre. Just felt felt the need to note that because I was very confused by her essay.
0: That's breaking news here on Celebrity. Breaking
1: news. Chauvin. What? What's her name? Siobhan. Siobhan.
0: You watched Succession. It's Shiv. Her name is Siobhan. Oh, you're right. That's how it's spelled? Yes. <gasps> you dumb idiot. You love Succession. I do. The new season's coming in October. I can't
1: wait for the new season, dude. <sighs> it's going to be great. It's going to be so fucking good. Okay, so let's get our ratings out of the way yeah. with this shit. Um, so to preface my rating, because, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still on the fence, but I, I think I finally settled. Okay. I think I finally settled. Give it to me. I was going to, I was, we obviously do out of five. And I was. Obviously. Because obviously, it's just letterbox ratings. I was going to go with my boy. Raj, Roger Ebert, and uh, do a three and a half out of five. But he, he did a three out of half. He did a three so and a half out of four, which he liked it more. But I was math. just, I was just gonna take the same score and do that. But I, uh, I'm giving it a three. Yeah, I'm settling on it because I, I genuinely did. I enjoy the movie. Not really. Honestly, it was fine. It was well made. There were some really cool fucking shots. The acting was great. Everything was well done. I just didn't care. Like at the end of the day I just didn't really care about this movie. Uh it wasn't that uh titillating, it wasn't that exciting. It it was something to gawk at, which maybe that's the fucking point. Uh but it it was fine. I uh, it's when it finished I had the thought this is my least favorite Cronenberg. I thought Videodrome is more interesting to me than this movie. True. I yeah. I would agree there. Videodrome I feel is saying more. And again, maybe there's more to dig into with this, but I'm not the dude to do it. I'm not interested in doing it.
0: No, and I, I think, yeah, I liked it less than you. Uh, I would say two and a half. Okay. And yeah. I feel like that's kind of generous. Yeah. Because, especially because of the things that I appreciate in of movies. Yeah. Like, plot. I like stories, I like character development. I'm, I'm even fine with how it ended. Yeah. But I need more than that.
1: Everything, everything is fuck in this movie. You think you like that car? You're going to hump it. Because they do hump, they don't fuck a car, but they the hump car parts.
0: dealership scene is very funny.
1: That part's funny, and then he rips the leather. That part's yeah. that's whole all great, finding and good. And then they have, then they have the scene that almost proves me right that you can't have sex in a car if you're covered in armor,
0: <laughs> battle armor. <laughs> if
1: you're wearing battle armor, probably not going to work. But they made it work, yeah. Because that's when he fucks the scar. Allegedly. Allegedly, it's not possible. Yeah. And, but see, because we didn't get any of that weird, like, pulsing body shit, like, in Videodrome. Yeah. Like, his body,
0: like, opens up. None, of, none of the flesh. weirdness is is present there's in There's none this this of the movie. sci-fi-ness.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, there's none of that otherworldliness. There's dreaminess in this. Uh, and, like, a weird, um, uh, uncanny valley-ness to certain things, but not... Nothing fantastical. Nothing. Nothing like sci-fi. Nothing horror. Oh, this is not a horror movie.
0: What? What would? How would we even describe the genre of this movie?
1: uh, Because it's not a thriller. Like, is it supposed to be thrilling? No, I don't think so. An erotic drama, but it's not erotic. Like, uh, like the definition of porn is you know it when you see it essentially like that's just the cultural zeitgeist sure. of it's you it to me this is not pornography it's it's an attempt at an erotic thriller that isn't thrilling and isn't erotic so mm-hmm. it's just uh a neat experiment by a director that i love who this is not a dud per se but it's it's not for me
0: it's it's not for anybody And we not came in hot and
1: we're going out a little like okay like we didn't really love this because we were we're not dogging on it See, we just
0: thought it was The thing that I couldn't stop thinking about when this movie ended, it's like, how much would would we have enjoyed this if we watched this alone? None. Like, this is... I honestly feel like
1: I would have gotten distracted yeah. if I was watching it alone. I
0: think we yeah. had a much more fun and entertaining yeah. experience watching it together because we were able to dog on it and laugh at it when it was being weird and over the top, which yep. made it a fun experience and why we were coming in. And
1: high. dog on it with love. Cause exactly. again, nothing, nothing in this is like poorly no, done. This is not
0: a bad movie yeah. by any means, but just the subject matter and the context. Yeah. It just, it's just, it's wild. What seeing. Um, but if I'd watched this alone, yeah, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. The experience. I would have. At all. Distracted. I, would have I would have pulled out my phone oh, at yeah. some point, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been a fun, a fun experience. But I think that's part part of the Cronenberg draw is yeah. that it, they're going to be weird and especially honestly, this era. Yes, and yeah. more fun to watch with somebody and exactly. kind of ooh and ah at the gross <laughs> weird shit that we're seeing on screen
1: there's two q a's on the blu-ray that i've got and i'm i i am as you said i'll probably end up watching it on my own one of them is one minute longer than the movie which is insane uh and the other one is like 40 minutes so i definitely want to check those out just to see where because in both of them uh the author jg ballard is present and answering questions so i want to see what he is uh, fucking doing he is an old british man and it's so fucking funny to me that he wrote these erotic fucking tales uh, oh my god that's how the, that, all the writers ben are wheatley and david cronenberg got inspired enough to fucking want to adapt honestly like, as two a pretty hardcore dudes. as a
0: writer myself maybe i should go the erotic route
1: I've been waiting for you to fucking
0: go <laughs> yes. since I've met you. This is what's gonna really just blow me. That's gonna me catapult up, you. Know? you. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna really just get you're, go viral. Honestly. You're going
1: to the top. It, the se- oh my god, dude! You could have. Oh my god, I could dude. have everything. You could have. You could <laughs> have it all. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm a three and a half. You're a two and a half. Crash. Yeah. Uh, would you recommend it?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's. It's just a, such a crazy yeah. experience
1: I would recommend and it with a caveat yes I, yeah.
0: I would I would sell somebody I would tell somebody be prepared mm-hmm. but I'm curious about the book but it's but it's weirdly entertaining yeah. with, without literally giving us any form of structure or character development but like I said if you're gonna watch it watch it with a friend
1: yeah like you'll have a good time. And if if you and if you're watching it with a friend or a partner or whatever, and you get a little aroused, you know what? That's your own fucking responsibility. We're not
0: gonna kink shame you yet. We're
1: not gonna kink shame you yet. But if you start going to haunted houses and making it your therapy sessions, then I'm gonna fucking dog on <sighs> you. Christian
0: uh, is his new thing is bringing in the blackout experiments as much as possible. Uh, as much as possible. And again. Fuck that movie.
1: Oh, I want to give... <laughs> As always. I want to give a little shout out to uh, the Overlook Hour boys. Uh, of course, uh, always. They've, they've been very kind to us on their show. And I want to say, Clark, uh, in referencing when Randy moved, we met Randy officially. Very uh, briefly for me, you spent a little bit more time yeah. with him. Uh, I played a show recently and Randy was kind enough to come out. Colby was there and we all got to meet. Again, I met very briefly. Coley hung out a little. We met. Bit we
0: met our first like internet friend. Exactly in real life. Exactly. We love uh, you, Randy.
1: Yeah. Thank. Uh, let's hang out soon. I know you hit us up for a movie this week. I'm I'm just swamped. Uh, Christian's so cool and popular. I I'm I make myself busy and have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. It's so weird. Um, the uh, uh, way that. Clark specifically said the word "bedroom" in their one of their episodes. The first episode that Randy was in Atlanta, uh, Clark asked him where he was, and he said, "Are you in your bedroom?" <laughs> and I just got to say, man, like I speak that way. Yeah, that that's, that really touched <laughs> me. I was like, oh my god, I found someone else who just will speak a kindred their spirit. heart song. <laughs> yeah, like really, really let it out naturally, and I I, I loved that. That's your heart song. That's one of my many.
0: Uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of your heart songs, actually, <laughs> now that I think about it. After
1: watching Crash, it's a hard song. Uh, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because it's like a car crash, and you your body gets hit hard yeah. and breaks, and you get all the gross scars that you can have sex with and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore.
1: Nah, we're good. <laughs> I, think uh, we, I think we've got everything out. So we don't know exactly what's going to follow this episode directly, um, but in our Cronenberg series... We are now out of the 90s and entering the early 2000s. So this is anything eligible from 2000 to 2009. And we're going with one that we love. I and can't, I can't wait. This may have been, I think History of Violence was the first Cronenberg I saw. But we are going with Eastern Promises. Uh,
0: you know I love you It's got dick. It's got a lot of dick. But in an incredible iconic scene that I honestly can't wait to watch again
1: that charlie and i
0: <laughs> go back and listen to our go tra- back and yeah yeah our episode charlie's amazing we yep, love yep. charlie
1: uh yeah so we're gonna cover you promises we're really excited i haven't seen this movie in like 10 fucking years i'm really excited to rewatch this i remember absolutely loving it
0: i remember a decent amount about this movie
1: and I, it's gory
0: and it's very gory yeah. very violent it's it's vigo at his best yeah. i really really he, am excited i'm
1: convinced he probably would have won the oscar that year had heath ledger not died
0: That's interesting. We'll we'll discuss more of that in detail uh, in our episode. Because it wasn't
1: going to be Robert Downey Jr. in blackface for Tropic Thunder.
0: Yikes. He was nominated. Yeah, I know. I don't (laughs) understand that. Let's go out on that note.
1: Robert Downey Jr. in blackface on Tropic Thunder.
0: Nominated for an Oscar.
1: Nominated for an Oscar. Bye. (laughs) So yeah, yeah uh, next Cronenberg episode will be Eastern Promises. Uh, there will be something in between. We'll see what that is because our fiftieth episode is coming up at some point. It might be that episode. I'm bad with numbers. We don't know.
0: We're getting close. We're getting very close. Uh, we'll do
1: something a little fun. We'll go all out for one hundred.
0: Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do something. Oh, well, I don't even know what we're gonna do for hundred. Oh my god, what are we gonna do for sixty nine?
1: We'll we'll re, <laughs> we'll recreate Crash. <laughs>
0: I mean, my car looks... fuck my scar? My car looks like I've already recreated Crash. Dude, mine is getting <laughs> our, too, our, our, cars are, our cars are in bad shape. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know how much longer we got. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Not not fucking much. This
0: is why we need a Patreon. Seriously, <laughs> so you guys though. can help us buy new cars.
1: I've got so many projects going on. I need a Patreon for all of them right
0: now, <laughs> dude. <laughs> hey, multiple streams of, of cash.
1: Seriously. Revenue. On that note, give us your money. Bye! See you guys. Hey, Bye. wear a seatbelt. Yeah, please do.
0: Wear a seatbelt, okay? I'm not kidding. It's the law. And get vaccinated.
1: Yes. Yeah. Get vaccinated, motherfuckers. Come on. Okay, bye. Bye. What up, you freaks? It's Christian, better known as C-Man. If you like what you hear and want to dig deeper, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dwellers Podcast, Instagram at Cellar Dwellers Podcast, Letterboxd at Cellar Dwellers, and, of course, our email, cellardwellerspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you freaks want to hear more of. The goo? The gore? The milk? Let us know. Come dwell, there's plenty of room in the cellar.